year what is going on everybody this is your host rob back with another episode of from my experience podcast i have my co-host with the most biff with me hi guys nice (laughs) to hear from you again (laughs) good 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 biff how are you i am pretty good celebrating zaza's birthday today with the kids so oh well ladies and gentlemen so y'all already know we're very transparent on this show and we have guests every now and again and we have a special guest today this is a blast from the past this person has been uh well is a part of some of my greatest memories in college um she and her friends are responsible for the longest road trip me and my frat brothers ever took together <laughs> and that's a long drive that's a long drive in college. and <laughs> and um we <laughs> the shit we did was like out of a fucking movie y'all like niggas could make a movie yeah, out of that so. but <clears throat> without further ado ladies and gen- not that kind of movie because i saw the face you made <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of movie y'all just you know like the good hangover. the good scenes you said like hangover i don't know anyway she has a passion and desire for dance she is highly accomplished well established ladies and gentlemen miss paisley vaughn <laughs> how have you been I have been well, I think, adjusting to the new normal for sure. For sure. How are you? It's been forever. Uh, In a day. Uh, how I am, I'm doing all right. <laughs> There's you a. Good enough. Are you here? Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, it's good enough. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? A lot has happened over the last few months, over the last few weeks, the last few days, but I'm good. I'm happy. I'm glad I finally got you on the show so that we can pick your brain and hopefully the things that you say and share today will inspire someone to pursue their passion and pursue their dreams as well. All right. So just to give a little background, ladies and gentlemen, I met Paisley in college i went to claflin university and you went where alabama state university (laughs) yes 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 so what was the name okay i want to i don't want to get any of these details wrong so (laughs) the name of your the organization or group that you were in that was traveling so the name of the it was a dance company called the eclectic dance company um, and it was a dance theater company. It was based from the theater department. <laughs> and it was a, uh, our owner, or our creators were Timothy Ware and Ruth. And they were students at the time, but they started writing their own productions or dance ballet, dance theater productions. And we eventually just kind of morphed into this thing where people liked it and we started touring with them. That's kind of how we ended up at Claflin. <clears throat> so y'all, they came to Claflin and... <laughs> We were in the auditorium. <clears throat> I'm not gonna lie, I got dragged there because I'm an introvert. But it's like, yo, you gotta see this. Like, you know, of course, it's like, yo, you saw them chicks. Like, I'm like, all right, let me come through. Wait a minute, you gotta set it up though. You gotta set it up how like campus, 
in the calf. You got to set it up before we get to the show. You yep. got to set it up. Because it was a freaking movie. It was dramatic. <laughs> out. These, the, these lovely ladies. Sashay. There were guys too. And, and, and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm not going to call them. You know what? <laughs> Their presence was immediately felt because y'all know Claflin was only so big back then. Oh, I don't remember what year this is. It had to be old. Ooh, this might have been old five. Oh, five. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, six. Oh, six, seven. Oh, six. Oh, six. Oh, yeah. Oh, it must have been oh, six, oh, seven. Definitely. Uh, it was oh, five. It must have been oh, oh, five, oh, six. I, I, I definitely know it was oh, six was one of the years for a specific reason. Uh,. <laughs> Don't make faces. You keep alluding to things. Like, what? what, what is the tea? Come on, let's speak of this tea. Come on. One of my fraternity brothers, you, you had a thing for him. And he was one oh of my... Oh, my God! He was one of my 06, uh, so that's how I remember. Uh, <laughs> I just said you had a thing for him. I, you know, I don't know. He was very sweet. He was very sweet. Of course he was. We raised Ooh. him right. Biff, relax. Anyway... They were on campus. Um, their presence was immediately felt. You know, when someone new shows up on your campus, when you got a small school, word travels fast. But I'm just hearing about this pack of women and these dudes walking around, and I'm not knowing what's going on. <clears throat> so when we see them, we're like, oh, okay. Okay, damn. Mm. Mm. We found out, you know what I'm saying? Dang, bro. Fire, fire. You see, you know, see that one right now? All right, fire. Like, you know, the 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 noob network went off. You know mm. what I'm saying? The cars came out, you know what I'm saying? I had the little 14s, but they was clean. Anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, oh my gosh. Keila. Keila. Oh my gosh. But yes, uh, you all's presence was felt um your style just the way y'all impacted our campus. Uh it was felt you know what I'm saying? Very professional, very stylized. Um, it's something I'll never forget. So, <laughs> to the show. Um, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and act like I remember everything, but I do know that it was an amazing show. Y'all danced y'all asses off. The performance was top notch. Like, that's something I've never been exposed to. And it really opened my eyes to the beauty of just dance and just uh -huh. pe people's natural ability and hard work that they put in to be able to do such things. I was just like, wow. Uh -huh. So kudos to you for that. How are you feeling about all that? Like that, you know, coming <laughs> to class, man, do, do you even remember the vibe that you felt and the energy? I do. I think, um, I was a sophomore at the time, but I was, um, I was kind of, it was my second year in the theater and it was my time to take over the the organization because oh. when I was a child when they started it. So when Tim and Ruth started it, I was still in middle school. So it was my time to take to become the head choreographer. And that was my first time because I tried out for the Stingettes in 05. Well, they were very clear about not having to make a decision, but making sure that I stayed focused because I was also... Mm. So um, that didn't stop me, though. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to see what this is about. And then I'm going to see them back in the band later because the band will always be there. Bye. So um, so I was like, okay, cool. I We did the show. We came up there. We knew, uh, I think, I don't forget his last name. We know him as Cedric. 
I don't know what he what y'all call him. Rembert. Okay, so we Rimbert. don't know, we don't know real their first name. He was one of our coaches and he was like, Y'all bring the company up here, like it'll be a great experience. Wooty woo. So we like, all right. And I'm looking at him like, bro, like, this is spring. Like, what do you mean, like bring spring? Like, I an audition and we start touring in March. Like, sis can't I don't I don't have it. I I don't I don't know how to do it. We're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. So they put us on this bus and we roll all the way to to Claflin. But in the meantime, we got all these conversations about like, okay, you guys go on campus, you have to do this. Um, it's a smaller campus, we're gonna do this, all this stuff. So in the meantime, he's theater, he's full blown theater. Yep. So anytime you go to anybody from that's old school theater, especially from Alabama State, a lot of them are already heavy hitters, meaning like most of them are booking. So they are already either they were already on Broadway or they were going to Broadway or they had already booked quite a few movies or television shows. So there were so there was a, that amount of people that come from theater there were already highly respected. So the company is like, well, we gotta make sure we do well because like this is like an OG and he was like so cool, so chill, just yeah, one of yeah. the best professors. I mean, I would think he would be one of the professors that anyone would like ask for because he was extremely talented, but he was a really great educator. Yep. So like, um, got there, we went there and it was amazing. It was first of all cool because we, besides Tuskegee University, we had never seen, we had never been to another private uh, university. I mean, A&M was up the street, but mm-hmm. nobody really went. We didn't go, A&M was our rivalry. A&M Tuskegee was our rivalry, so no one went there. So with Claflin, we were like, okay, this is cool. This is sweet. We've never been here. Okay, cool. This is cute. So we got there and it was great. And at first we weren't necessarily welcome the most. We weren't the most welcome in the staff. They weren't the most courteous ever. And then it like after a while, like they got kind of acclimated. We came to a couple of parties, a couple of campus events or something that y'all had going on at the time. And people kind of like got acclimated with us. By the time we got to the show, people were hyped for right. the show. So it was cool. It was a, an experience that we would never forget either. I mean, so much that we came back the next year. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, shout out to Cedric Rember. <laughs> Rember is definitely cool. I had the pleasure of taking, uh, I think, a class or two. Um, and I came down. I can't remember the name of that theater conference. I think. I don't remember where it was. But I went to, like, some theater conference with him. And I learned a lot about the arts. Um, but, yeah, he's really cool. I don't ask me. I'm getting old. I don't remember. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that was 20-something, Rob. This is almost 40-something, Rob. So, oh, my God. I'm almost 40. Uh, Damn. Anyway. So. That's all right. I mean, the season. Yeah. So, here's Bye, where. Bye, wine, baby. <laughs> here's where Great things really game. took a, a another turn, y'all. So, this is one of those uh, movie moments I'm talking about. So those of you from the Berg, you know what I'm saying, OB Orangeburg, if you was there during the era of club, I think it was Club 601. I think that was the club, because, yeah, yeah, it was 601, right? So we, I forgot who was throwing the party that night. <laughs> so we in there partying, and who comes through the door? <laughs> you remember that? What happened? Y'all came in there, right? This shit was, like, out of a movie. Y'all came in there, and, you know, we're party walking and stuff, and then y'all started coming through and doing some routines, and literally, yes, everyone just surrounded y'all and was just like, damn. And then we battled. We battled somebody. I don't know who. We started battling somebody. Yeah, it might have been some, uh, 
I don't know. It might have been the Panther Dolls. I don't know. It was, was it was definitely fun. <laughs> definitely. And then <laughs> Bird, Brandon Hicks. Shout out to my boy Bird. <laughs> he was <laughs> Is that his name? This sounds so bad. Please don't play this. Edit this out. No, I can't <laughs> edit. No. We oh were... no. Okay, I'm not gonna say it. Say I'll it. write you. Say it. No. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean, no? Oh my God, no! All right, I'm not gonna say that. I no, I I'm gonna drink my tea. Continue. I'm no, how you gonna drink the tea but not give the tea? Because mm -hmm, I don't. I I need to make. Sure, I don't think I have the right kettle, so I need to make sure. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna text you, <clears throat> and then okay. I'm gonna say it on the show anyway. Uh, oh no! What? I'm what? kidding. <laughs> but bird, bird, and. Forgive me if I'm misprint. What's her name? Chanet? Was that her name? Was it Chanet or Chanet? Possibly. Why are you saying you don't remember her? That was she was with y'all. I know. Yeah, her, we had a girl named Chanet. We did. Okay, but I yeah. don't know what the reference is. Or to no, they person. knew. They. I don't know how, but they were in communication with each other, and that's when we ended up. Uh, you trying to steal who was chatting with who in the frat at the. Ahead, okay, this on. was this was over ten years ago, so I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we were there all of two days, y'all, all of like two days. Yeah, I don't know how they started talking. I don't know, but because of that, we didn't even go to the Waffle House. Then nobody goes to the Waffle House. Then nobody goes to nobody's house. We started old campus and we got on the bus. We did not have a life there. We yeah, it was we short, but we like we talked. We partied, we partied, and it was fun, and it was great, and we remembered y'all, and we appreciated y'all. Um, and then y'all did come back. I don't remember. I don't remember the second time as much. Maybe so, and I know we partied again, and that was really fun. I don't think as many of y'all were there when we came back the second time. It was like a new wave of people. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, a lot of people weren't there. A lot of people were like working or graduated or like a lot of yep. people weren't there. And then when we tried to come hang with y'all, it was like y'all, it was either midterms or finals week. Like we picked the worst. Our spring break was like y'all's finals week or midterms or something. It was like we picked the worst time to come see y'all. Like the yeah. worst. <laughs> what did yeah. we do? Were we just not, uh, we were just, we had no just, Y'all just weren't available. It was pretty sad, actually. Oh, <clears throat> huh? yeah, it was all good though. So, sorry, y'all. That I made a very short story, a very long story, but that's how we <laughs> met. Um, and we've just been cool, and I've always tried to keep in touch with Paisley over the years, um, just checking in and stuff like that because she was just really cool. So, yeah. <clears throat> tell us more about your story. So. You're from Alabama. Yeah. You love it. Why are you? <laughs> relax. You look so tense. Like, I'm about to ask you, like, these crazy questions. I don't know. I'm, I'm listening. So I'm where listening. where did your, when did your love for and your passion for dancing begin? Um, When did, I would say it began probably when I was, like, four or five at a dance, it was a dance theater camp at Alabama State. That's where I met a lot of the the creators and Cedric, all of them that were our coaches. Um, I And honestly, I think I just kind of, I was good at it, but it wasn't like, oh, I want to be a dancer at that point. It was just cool. It was fun. I liked it and I had joy, I found joy in it. So I would say it started there and then it kind of morphed into something else in different phases of my life. Okay. So when did you start really picking up on it and taking it more seriously? Middle school, high school, college? 
I would say I started picking um no, I would say about two or three years later because oh. that's when I started getting sent out to auditions. So um, I I started doing that, and then I started like doing their summer camps, which they, at the album state they were called like Camp Three T and Taps. Taps was like six to twelve year olds. Camp Three T was like thirteen to eighteen year olds, and they would choose children because at the time our dean was um, she was on heat at the heat of the night at the time in touch <laughs> by Angel on Lifetime. So her agent would send out, you know, certain kids. If there was some type of casting, she would send out her students. And uh, I got sent out quite a bit. And uh, I think a lot of the casting calls, uh, most of them were like commercials or television stuff. But what allowed me to get the discipline for theater and acting, it started with dance, with movement. So um, fast forward to like eight or nine. At this point, I can take dance classes. It's offered at my school. And I can go to a studio. And now I'm actually starting to learn the basis. Like, you know, ballet, jazz. Like, I learned it, I seen it, I could do it. But as far as, like, knowing the terminology and the, I mean, intellectually trained, it wasn't, that was when I really started to kind of, like, you know, I was kind of playing catch-up real talk. And then mm-hmm. it became uh-huh. very serious because I felt like I was catching up all the time. So I would say eight or nine was when it started to, like, kick in. Okay. Biff, I've been talking a long time. I want to give you the floor. Oh no, she surprised me if you guys didn't catch it. She said she was. Biff, move your blanket off of your ear pod. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But you sounded like someone was smothering you with a pillow. Oh oh my goodness. That is hilarious. Don't talk about my fetishes. Oh, anyways. (laughs) Yes! I love you. I love it. Yes. What was you about to say, say Ben? <laughs> but as uh, everybody knows, I'm like a band head. I'm like a stand. Like, I love band music. I love everything about band from the dance lines to the really? music to the arrangement. Yes. So when you said sing it, immediately, like, I got hard eyes. Like, oh my gosh, really? Yes, like it's like I know you, and then I know like uh, Kane and Dom. I know a couple of y'all that were uh, dancing the swag, and so it's yeah. just you know every time I see yeah every time I see a black girl, no one is like oh a little bit of magic, and it's like hey I know you know you out of hundreds of girls made a line, so you are special. So oh thank you. Yes, how was that experience? Like how was that? Was it fun? Was it dramified? Because I know each year it can be different. Like some years it can be. When, you know, what lines, what, what year did you dance? How was it? It was Wait, great. pause. Wait, don't answer that yet. Explain what y'all are talking about. Because y'all are speaking a totally different language to, we got all kinds of listeners. And they're like, what are they talking about? What's that? <laughs> so explain what it is and then answer that question. Okay. So a dance line is, um, okay, the best, if, if most of you have seen the movie Drumline with Nick Cannon and uh, uh, Zoe Zaldana. But um, if you... Google will look up any HBCU, you'll see they have girls that dance on a field and they wear sparkly uniforms and they normally dance, the songs or the arrangements will be familiar to you because they're normally top 40 songs off, the, off of the um, radio. The The magnificent thing about it is a lot of these, these band members that you hear playing these instruments are highly classically trained from various walks of life from whether it's them learning just by you know tunes or songs off the radio to them being classically trained at 
some sort of like youth symphony or something. And they get, some of them get band scholarships and they go to these HBCUs or other schools and they learn um, different scores. But the, 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 what makes an HBCU band or the experience so different is they have to learn this music in a very short amount of time. And they also learn choreography. And they also have to wear their instruments as well as wear their armor. And their, it's, it's not called armor, it's their uniform, but it can feel very, very much like some sort of armor because of how heavy it is and how and the fact that they're long sleeves. So it's very, um, and you'll notice just like a lot of the movement, they're all along the lines of like militant style because it was a way of, way of like getting community and we... A, a form of enriching the community when the universities first started back, you know, 1908, back back when, it gave a sense of community to the black uh, community when they came to watch games because it allowed them to just be happy in a space that where they were constantly just be, you know, fight. They were constantly fighting from what, whether it was from the civil rights movement or before the civil rights movement, post-civil rights movement. Uh, financial aid, accreditation, whatever that looks like. They're just a bunch and of... They built the space by us for us. Yes, literally. And it was a way for people to get... It was a way... It, it, it's literally, honestly, people come... They like the teams, but they really come to the games for the band. They come to see the band. They want to see the girls. They want to see the drum majors. They want to hear the arrangements. They want to see what they're going, what, what formations they're going to make on the field. They're going to see how they're going to battle each other across the field from the stands. I mean, it's, they come for the band entertainment. So, I hope that makes sense. It, it made sense <laughs> to me. They'll, they'll, they'll get it. So, back to Biff's original question to you about your experience. Um, so I auditioned in '05, and I made the team then, and it was it was cool. I was going. I I went through what they call um, it's like. Okay, so you have a summer, you make the team at the end of July, and then you have this span, like through the summertime, where you have to like, uh, you uh, can't call it crabbing, but you are getting acquainted with the way that things work there. Training. Training. Got it. Yes, you're training. Yeah, very, 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 very intense training. Very intense. Right. Very intense. There's right. a lot of early mornings. And a lot of late nights. Mm, that sounds <laughs> For about three, 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 to, three to six weeks or so. So, and there are a lot of experiences that you have. There's a lot of material you have to learn within that time. Material meaning if you are a band member, that is when you learn the songs. And there's not a lot of room for error. If you are a dancer, you have a lot of stands. Stands are like what you see <coughs> if you go to a fan, or go to a game. You see the girl standing on the side in the bleachers. And they're throwing like a, an eight count. If you if you count, if you see them, they start and stop at certain times. They start and stop at certain times. We call those stands. So when they do stands, you have to learn. All, there's a period of time you have to learn them. And then they continue to build on them throughout the year. So during that moment of training, after you make the line, is where you learn these things. And like I said, there's not a lot of room for error. So <laughs> you um you it was I think that experience was it was refresh it was fun. It was fun, it was refreshing, it was also stressful because I mean obviously you just don't fuck up, right? You don't wanna fuck up. But then at the same time it's like it's very intense, it's extremely intense. So I did that. Unfortunately, I had to leave that year and go back to the theater and be full force in the theater because I was kinda of told that I need to make a decision. Mm. But I'm not a quitter. So I went back in 07 and I, I went again. <laughs> 
And I did the entire season. And what I said was, I had to put in my contract with my scholarship was that I would continue to do every show that I was uh, that I auditioned for that I was cast in, and I will also do the major field shows so that I would not let down my team. Mm. And mm. it was one of the most stressful times in my life, but I got through. It. <laughs> I, got through it. Um, I would literally run from like so. Oh five was we would stop. I went back there, and I was it was kind of just back in my head. But oh seven. Um, made the team. At this time, it was a little different for me because I'm like, okay, these girls are two years younger than me. So it's their freshman year, but now I'm a junior. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this could be, you know, a little different, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm here because I want to get this experience. And this is a great, this is a great institution. Like, why not? You know, so um, I went back and it was, we went through the first, the beginning of, they call it like pre drill. You go through your beginning and you get through the first couple of games. And I think the, trying to balance theater and all of my responsibilities as far as being like still a head choreographer of the company and keep my grades up because I was on an academic scholarship as well. And also still, you know, make sure that I, at the time my grandmother was, um, my grandmother had early stage of Alzheimer's. She had dementia, but it hadn't progressed yet. But I was the, I lived at the time with my grandmother and my great aunt. So I was living at home at community school. So she was starting to get sick. So that wasn't bad as much as it was just making sure I managed everything effectively. And I, I remember my choreography. So there were times when I would go to band and it would be, um, I would, you know, I would, free, I would have brain fart. Mm-hmm. Some of my like, and, and it would, I would be able to recover, but I knew that like, there was still something that I was forgetting. So it would be, you know, it would, it, that, that was making sure I managed, but I think that that, those moments prepared me for being in a place now because you just have to figure it out and pull up in that moment you take everything a step at a time whatever for whatever occasion is coming first you prepare for that do that and then keep moving so um i it was a discipline that i'll never forget and <laughs> i am grateful for the experience and there's nothing like it there's nothing like it. <laughs> biff you'll never smile when i tell you about my life experiences oh my gosh i do smile when you- <laughs> Because you joined the Nine Haven organization, so you have no good story. This is not about. <laughs> this is not about the gre- greatest organization on the planet right now. Um, <laughs> anywho, um, I hope that you you all listening are taking a lot from this. That that I'm was sorry, a lot. You hear my son? His name is Luke, and he's been. We are in quarantine in LA. He has been here for about two months, two weeks. Well, two months now. And he is, this is the time, right about time when he's losing it. And we normally go to the beach. So he is going to be on 12. I'm going to try my best to keep his little movie going, Moana. So he'll be quiet. But if you hear him screaming, I apologize. <laughs> All good. All good. Um, I, I admire your determination and your strength to make it through. I don't know why, but it seems like when you're in college, it's like, it just seems to be a time where all of the pressures and craziest stuff in life just happens to you. Like college is hard enough. You know, you're leaving family most of the time and you're just in this environment around all these people. And it's like everything is on your shoulders. And then all this life stuff starts happening. And a lot of people crack under the pressure. A lot of people can't do it. Like my father passed away when I was in college. Like I spiraled out of control. Like a lot of stuff happened to me when I was in school. So when I'm listening to you, I'm like, wow, that's a very strong and determined person. Like I don't know how you took on all that stuff. I really don't. So I commend you for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. 
So, how the heck did you go from Alabama to L.A.? So, um, I when I graduated in May '09. Well, the same conference you were talking about, I believe you were talking about, was SETC. So we were encouraged to go to those same conferences, and it was a very big deal for us to be prepared because that was when you could get scholarships to for MFA programs or for grad school or of any measure. And you also had the opportunity to work. So you had opportunity to book a cruise line or maybe an off-Broadway off show or maybe even something out here that may have been like small budget or something. Mm -hmm. So um, I went to SETC and I got two job, I got two job offers and then I think I got 23 school offers in that space. So Sheesh. it was a, it was, it was, I had to make a decision um, and I did not want to go to grad school. I wanted to work. I felt like I had been doing school and juggling the going between going to Chicago Ballet Junior. I did band and then I went to Chicago Ballet and, and Jeffrey that following summer and me relearning my body in that moment was so, I mean, I just wanted to give up because mm -hmm. When you dance in genre and you dance in a certain genre for so long, even though band a, a year in band is only what you have football season and you have a little bit of back basketball season, but the amount of time that you drill, all that time you still drilling your body into that style, you now have to reteach your body a different style so you can actually pick up freaking choreography. So when you get back into a place where there's at Alvin Ailey dancers, hmm. Chicago Ballet, where they're on point all the time, you got people from Philadelphia that are just they're doing. Um, all these different jazz movements. You got people from out here in LA, all they're doing is crumping or they've been on some stylized hip hop, you know, commercial space. It's a, it was a lot. I had to relearn my body and, and figure out my niche. And I had to, I had a summer to figure it out. So it was not, it was, um, so after band and going back, that was like crunch time for me. That those two years were, I really had almost an identity crisis. Because I had to literally, I danced forever, but now it was much harder for me to adapt in these new situations because I had been doing, even though it was only one year straight through, mm -hmm. my body had changed so much that it was like, bro, like this double, she said a double and a double is cool, but why, why does this feel so fucking weird? Like I was literally like, <laughs> just like psychologically not okay with the fact that that I had to do all these new adapting uh, techniques to make sure that I could just pull up and come through in these spaces. Like you went to audition, like the point was for me to, I didn't miss it. Going to audition for me was not going for an experience. I was going to book. It was very clear. Mm -hmm. I had rent. I had to figure it out. Nobody was paying my way. Thank God I ain't had no student loans, but I was, I wanted to dance professionally and nobody in my family had danced professionally. Everybody was a social worker, a teacher, or they went to the military. Sound like my family. Damn. So I was, you know, so it was like, oh, sis, this is on you to figure it out. And you got this theater degree, so you better fucking figure it out. <laughs> so um, I got, I went there and I, it was balls out. I, I tried to make sure that at least I had a, a couple of full rides and I had at least a couple of job offers so that I would have some options and I wouldn't feel stuck. So I went to SETC. Yeah, I had those offers and I chose to work. And I remember when I came back to school, they told, I mean, it, they just did not like the fact that I wanted to take that cruise ship. I wanted to work on a cruise. I wanted to tour. I wanted to get the hell out of Montgomery. I wanted to leave. I'm from there. I went to school there. I want to go. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. The only time I leave is when yeah. I'm, I need to go. So 
So like, um, they were not about it. And I think I ended up talking to my grandmother and I talked to my aunt and they were just like, okay, if you feel like there's something you want to do, just know that, you know, if you decide to wait on masters on your grad school, it's going to be much harder for you to go back later. I was like, all right, whatever, cool. So I took the tour, <laughs> whatever. I took the tour and um, I ended up touring my first gig. I graduated in May 09. I left for a tour in Italy in June 09. Damn. Damn. And then I came back for like two months and then I left again for Japan for a, a three month. Well, it was like, it was like eight, eight, eight or nine weeks. And I was there until like November. And then I came back and then I left that following December for um, that following February for the princess tour. And I was on that for eight months. We had a month of rehearsal in Florida, and then we toured 17 countries for eight months. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I'm taking all of that in. Yeah. Damn. That's a lot. That is That's a dope. lot. Like, oh, the things you must have seen and done. It was cool. It was cool. It was, um, it was beautiful. It was, it was good. It was cool. It was a blessing. It was definitely a blessing. I think the only thing that um, was that I, my grandmother went into the nursing home doing that tour though. Oh. Oh. So it was like one of the, when you were saying like things happened in college, I was like, there was a lot of good things in college. There was a lot of like, oh Lord, like blows. And yeah. my grandmother was like my heart. So I remember I was in Victoria, Canada and I had a show and I was, Canada is on our same time in, here in California. But in mm -hmm. certain parts, they have like mountain time, and it's like, um, it's just, it just the sunlight. It seems like Alaska. Like there are certain times in Alaska where like the sun does not go down. Mm. It's lit all day. There were certain yeah. parts of Canada. Yeah, it's like it's like ten o'clock at night. All the bars and stuff are still like they stay open later because every time that time of the year is the sun just. Yeah, the sun just stays up. Yeah, then also up. just stays dark too. Unfortunately, yeah, it goes to like a dust, and then it gets like super bright. Then it goes to like a dust, so it looks like it's like five o'clock at mm. o'clock for the rest of the night. Crazy. So like, I remember in Victoria, Canada, and my I, my time, my body clock was still on Alaska time. So I just called home. I literally went to a coffee shop in Victoria, Canada if you've ever been, it's beautiful. It's considered, it's the Queen's town. So the Queen of uh, England is one of her favorite places to go. So she, they serve tea there and they have like little boats and canals and it's beautiful. It's beautiful flowers, water. It's, it's, it's an English town, but with a Canadian vibe. It's very nice. So went there, said I was gonna go, you know, go call home, whatever. And they told me my grandmother had gotten sick. You know, she didn't. She wasn't doing very well. And then they just pretty much told me then that that day they had made a decision that they were going to put her in. She needed twenty four hour care. Mm -hmm. I think doing that that was the only thing I was just like oh, that was rough. Amy, that was rough. But outside of that, it was a great experience. I think the only other thing is like when you want to see. I was dating a guy at the time, and when you come from other countries like South American countries, like you come from Costa Rica or Colombia. They um, will raid the ship. So, no, and sometimes the ports, like you could not get, no one can get on, you can't get off. Mm. So, those moments were weird. So, you'd be like in South America for like, you know, well, maybe a month, a month and a half, and then you finally get back to like San Francisco and you can't get off. Dang. You have to wait the next tour to get off. So, those things are kind of just weird. But outside of that, like, it was it was great. I mean, you, you learn all that stuff on the ship. 
you did so much and you've seen the world and you're still super young um i'm jealous i'm not gonna lie because I've, I've been <laughs> i've been like two and a half places jamaica's the only time i left the country um i plan on doing a lot more traveling but wow uh you need to write a book you just you're the second person to tell me that yeah, second person. I thought about that the other night. I was like, I probably should write all this stuff down. But please do. I mean, especially you being a black woman, like that. Those kind of experiences mm -hmm. are what people in our culture need to One hear. One of a kind. And they need to know that I can do. It can this, be done. And I can go see mm -hmm. the world. And I don't. I mean, it looks like you didn't quote unquote miss a beat. You're back here. You've established yourself at home because a lot of people have FOMO. Well, if I leave, what about this person? What about that person? No, what about you? <laughs> like, yeah. What's your story? You you know, those people, they, they're they writing their story. You got to write yours. But let me get off my soapbox. Um, right. No, it's great. <laughs> so, Dance with Paisley LLC. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the birth of this. Okay. So, um, got back to the States after that tour. I went to San Diego. Well, I was living in Oceanside, Fallbrook. I wanted to spend some time with my boyfriend at the time before I started to get into working in LA. So I came back off a tour. I stayed down there for about maybe, I commuted to LA. So it was maybe like an hour and a half commute. I stayed there for about five to six months. Hmm. I got like a job like in the area. Like I wanted to work like in a restaurant so that I could like keep. But I ended up getting um, signed. Well, I got signed before I got off the ship. And that agency was cool, but I ended up getting a better agency. Um, so I booked, right, so I booked uh, Run the World within uh, the first month that I got here. Run the World with Beyonce. That was my first gig in LA. Wow. So it was like, <laughs> I was like, well, oh, Lord. So, and it was so by chance because I was literally driving around looking for apartments. And I was in North Hollywood. I would never forget. I was in North Hollywood and I had my boyfriend at the time with me. And we were driving down and my agent called and he was like, uh, what you doing? And I was like, looking for an apartment? What's up? He was like, uh, you want to work today? I was like, uh, yeah. Is it lame though? <laughs> 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 he was like, uh, well, I mean, it is Frank Gaston. I said, for what? And he was like, I need you to be at this location at with some Hold on, you I said this location at four o'clock. What? With some black boots. Oh. Okay, they do stuff like that. It's legit. I'm about to say what? <laughs> that sounds like what it sound like. Legit. That's why I say it ain't far fetched. Just like that. Okay. So I'm like, okay. Now keep in mind, LA. Everything in LA takes about thirty to an hour and a half to get to, depending on where you're from or where you at. Okay. So if this is, I'm splat. I'm north of Hollywood. Um, it is primetime LA. This place that he had to meet was in Inglewood under the bridge. So I'm like, okay, we on set somewhere, but like, who is it? So I, I said, oh, you ain't got to give me some more. Like, what this is? And how long are we going to be on set? And he was like, okay, well, um, it's Beyonce. And you got to leave your phone in the car. Leave your I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, keep in mind, this is like the first, I've only been in California for about I think three months. Wow. Took off for so you quick. I was, and I've only been signed with him for real. I've only been signed with him for about two months. So normally you sign with an agency 
they you really don't really you, they send you out if you ready you got headshots and stuff but they really don't start sending you out until later because they take you a minute to get your head you gotta get your money up to get your headshot mm-hmm. then you gotta you may have to lose weight before you get the headshots or dye your hair or find your look or find the headshot that worked for you or the photographer that worked for you so most times it takes people a little more time before they actually start getting acclimated to get sent out to actually book something right so i we went and i was I, he dropped me off and i was like okay and i pulled up and literally it was if you've ever been to LA, there's only we have LAX. We were shooting maybe it's LAX and the bridge. <laughs> you can hear planes. So they have to stop shooting because you can hear planes. Wow. At certain times. Man, and of course, leave it to me. I'm gonna come on set the wrong fucking way. Uh oh. So I came on and I didn't take the exit. You're supposed to go to, through security. I went on the backside because that's what the map said. <laughs> so I'm like pulling up and I'm like, um, is this where? And of course, like when you're on set and stuff, like they're very strategic. So they can pick your, they literally pick your words. Like you, they can tell whether or not you're there or you're like scoping or you're part of paparazzi uh-huh. or they can, t- they literally pick your dialect. They can tell. So um, one of the production guys, he had this little thing on, and then security, you know, her security looked fucking scary. That was scary as fuck. He's big as hell and scary as fuck. So I'm walking up. I'm all of 5'1". So I got my bag, and I'm, like, coming up. And I'm, like, so I got a call from my agent. He said, be here at 4. But we can't park here, huh? He was, like, oh, you good. You can come on through. Man. He stopped. He was like, are we good? He made a bag across the way. They stopped. I had to walk in front of fucking Beyonce to get to the other side where the trailer was. Oh, shit. She was so sweet. She must have saw the fear in my eyes and how red I was and how I just stopped. Because I literally was just like... (laughs) She was like, how you doing? (laughs) And you were just kind of like... I was so stuck. I was just like... Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Just out. Oh, my God. But she was, I mean, her, Miss Tina, that they were amazing. And they set the tone for the standard of what I, how I could work being here in LA. Because at that point, it's run the world. She would, she had been done. She had been gone. I mean, she obviously was established, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, so it was like, you, you get in this space and, so she set the tone, so I was able to be aware moving forward in my career. But um, yeah, I walked across the set, and that was my first gig. We were there till about like three, three, four o'clock in the morning. We were there for a minute, but they were always they were very sweet. They were, they fed us like it wasn't no like bullshit and no weird like you know. It was a great. It was a really great experience, and I that was the first gig that I got when I got, I came here. So that kind of set the tone. And then I ended up getting signed with a, a bigger agency, which I booked uh, some more stuff. Like I did like a thing for Debbie Allen, like what well, was a tribute to her, but it was like the NAACP awards. Like, I moved uh, over. No, baby, I, no, you want to sit with mommy? Tech, can I move over? He's naked, side note. Yep. 
He doesn't like clothes. Oh, Biff is used to it. I got kids. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Biff is used to it. Oh, my God. Yes. Yo, I like how you just said that (laughs) that was your first gig and that set the tone. Damn. That's a high tone. <laughs> like, right. Talking about a standard. But you know what? I'm going I'm to pause you just to say to those of you listening, this is why when you're serious about something, you have to be ready. You have to be ready. You don't know who's going to call you, when you're going to get that opportunity, when you're going to get that email or text message that's like, yo, whoop, 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 whoop. You ready? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, could you imagine if you'd be like, I, I don't know. I didn't know. Like, she would have missed an opportunity of a lifetime. Lifetime. Mm-hmm. So let that be a, a, a I don't want to say warning. A life let lesson. Be a, yeah, life lesson, y'all. It was legit, like legit, like he straight out the blue, some black boots, and it wasn't. If I didn't call him back and ask him no questions, baby, I still wasn't prepared. It didn't matter. I could ask the dude, but I would never be prepared. I said, show up <laughs> with them boots. But how did you get so? With all that, how did you wind up getting into fitness like Fab Fit? Like how did all that? Like, how did you curtail into that lane? Because I see the videos on your Instagram with the... Oh! And I just started you, going more. So you I, working them out, but... Girl. Yeah, I, I've seen the... the <laughs> ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's like... And then it seemed like the, the effects, it's like four of you dancing... Like, she got, she's her own Somebody team. Somebody I'm beating. I really don't think it's the instructor. That is hilarious. Oh man. So I um I started when I came here. I decided that I wanted to. Uh, well, after I worked for a good bit, I wanted to start settling and not. Well, I decided that I didn't want to tour, which is one of the reasons why I ended up in Cambridge because I can work and go home, or I can at least work for six months on a, a particular job or project. Um, that's normally how, like, Glee, for example, we would film for six months, and then we have to But that would be your residual and your thing at the year. So, like, I knew that I wanted to do it because I wanted to be more accessible to go home to my grandma. So, um, fast forward, I booked some more gigs, and then I started teaching um, as a way to have an outlet in the industry. So I started teaching children, like babies, and that's where Dance with Paisley came from because I was like, okay, I enjoy this. And I still want to go home and give back to my community, but a lot of my community here, I didn't have any people that looked like me. Hmm. So um, when I got home, that was my only fix was to get people that looked like me because I didn't have that wasn't my market. I mean, that wasn't what was coming to me. So uh, I started that and I did that for a couple of years, and I I was in a space where I was kind of like it was kind of you know it was pretty recreational, and I wanted to do more. So once my grandmother passed in 2017, I started working with a company, BioJam, and that was my way into fitness. That introduced me to fitness, and it was literally kind of just like it was an audition, audition. And I knew that it was like something fab, some fitness thing. But I mean, you can always like with Insanity, any of them, you'll get on the video. You know, you see these Insanity videos late at night. Yeah, it's, it's people on there. They're filming. Those are books. Sometimes, a lot of times, those are dance. And they filmed for a certain amount of time. So I thought it was a similar thing. It wasn't, it was, they wanted actual instructors to actually place an implant in certain places in LA. So I did the audition and I liked it. And I was like, this is cool. This is fun. It's a workout. It's dance. It's counter You still got to do some weight training or something if you're trying to have some abs. But it's fun. 
So I kept doing it and I started kind of infusing it a little bit into my kids in dance, in, at the school dance meeting with uh, Dancer Paisley. And a lot of the moms got into it. They were like feeling it. So I was like, all right, you know, let me just see what a mom class would look like. They keep asking for it. So I did the mom class and then they asked for another one. And within the six months, I grew to like, you know, three or four classes. And it was lucrative. It was extremely lucrative. So I was like, okay, this is obviously something that I did not know I could do. I need to kind of like hone this. Mm-hmm. Let me, this brand is great, but I have something else to offer. Let me start doing my own research on us. And that's what I did. So Fat Fit was first met. I wanted to bring some of the down south, step on a brick, chopper style, uh, juvenile, <laughs> with a little Gaga every now and then, Katy Perry and Michael Jackson, you know, into a flavor, into a space that would allow, go get it, that would allow, you know, that would allow a comfortable space for everyone. So people that didn't particularly care for pop music, have a little bit of hip hop. People that like both, had to get mixed. People that were just coming there for a good sweat, they got what they need. So, so the idea is like Fat Fit is like it says you train, dance, um, you train, you dance, train, and smile, and it's a cardio, uh, cardio core, choreo. So cardio, core, work out your abs and choreography. You your body roll or your twerk or something like that. <laughs> wow. Your journey is simply amazing. Um, mm-hmm. We're not going to keep you any longer. Um, <laughs> but what is what are your future aspirations? I guess this is one of the last questions I have is what are your future aspirations? What are you looking to do in the future? I mean, is this it? Is this something you're going to continue to build and grow or... You know, is there something more? What's next? So, um, the plan is to have three locations with Dance of Paisley and offer Fat Fit and have Fat Fit be more of a um, um, brand, a bigger brand. So, I would like to build that out so that it's um, more accessible, more so online. Also, live classes, more so online. Dance of Paisley would be studios. I want to have three locations here that allow me to service some of us that are less fortunate or they just maybe can't make it to. They just don't have the um, resources, I put it that way. And uh, yes, a book and an online course, because I the other part of Dancer Paisley is allowing, is providing a vessel for children or girls to have, not, to get not only scholarships from high school going into college, but to also ah! re- bridge the gap from them going from college into professional work. So they don't feel like they have to like get an MFA and go be a adjunct professor. There's nothing wrong with it but you can work professionally if you want to. You just have to apply yourself. And I think there's not a lot of tools um, for a lot of girls to do that. So a lot of them end up back home. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to, as much as I can, have as many conversations as I can and set up as many programs and under my vessel that would allow them to just have a connection, whether it's just hosting or in reference to get into a different space and really execute their dreams as a professional dancer and not feel limited. Awesome. Um, you are so dope. Huh? <laughs> I say you're so dope. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, Biff. That's why I've been stalking her to get her on here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I know I knew you're busy, like, because you're very active. I see your social media. You're very active. You do a lot of stuff. And I'm just like, eh, every once in a while, I'm just going to 
But uh, <laughs> that's how you know that's how it works. But you know, it paid off in the end. So, in closing, for the young man or the young lady who is pursuing their passion, they're looking to do something similar or the same thing that you're doing. Um, from the little girl who may be listening, hopefully not. Um, and <laughs> that person in maybe high school or college who's thinking about things or taking a leap of faith, kind of like you did with your life and what you did with dance, what words of wisdom and advice do you have for them? Keep going and believe in yourself. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Trust Simple your life. that. You have everything you need. You are enough. Simple as that. Simple as that. <laughs> Well, Paisley, we want to thank you again for joining us. Um, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. We definitely um, appreciate you taking time out of your day. And <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all can't see what's going on on camera. But we want to thank you for that. Um, my kid is unjusting my jumpsuit. That's what's happening. And I'm literally trying to <laughs> So really quick, yeah. tell, tell everyone where they can find you when they can look at your stuff. It'll also be in the description as well. So you can um, find me on Instagram, uh, Paisley V. Um, dance with Paisley yeah. is a studio and Fat Fit is the fit dance fitness brand. Same thing on Facebook, Dance with Paisley is a studio, Fat Fit is a fitness brand. Um, Fat Fit, you'll see like a few, you'll see a couple of class videos under there. Um, and content, so you'll be able, and there, there'll be more adding, and then eventually there'll be a YouTube that'll be linked to, where you can just kind of log on and get your work out in, kind of subscription style, and you'll be able to do it anywhere you are. So those folks that are on the South, well, in Georgia, Bama, Florida, you can work out with me too. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank y'all once again for listening and continuing to support the podcast. Y'all already know you can catch us on Instagram, FME underscore podcast. Join the freaking Facebook group from my experience podcast. Conversations are lit. We're having a lot of great conversations in there. We also have a page now. We have a Facebook page. Why do you have a page if you have a group? I need the page so I can promote the podcast. So go like the Facebook page as well. If you have questions, comments, you want to be a guest or you think there's a guest we should have, hit us up via Instagram on DM or you can email us uh, fmepodcast1 at gmail.com. All this stuff will also be in the description. And we want to thank y'all again for listening. We want to thank Paisley again for sharing her amazing thank story. You. Take it on, Biff. Thank you. All right, you guys, stay black, stay proud, stay you, stay down, and we will catch you next week. Peace. Peace. Yeah!